0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting.
1: Ready? Break.
0: Now, from the WATH studios,
2: here's Connor Mills and Joey Medor. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Joe Medor on this third day of december 606 on the clock and 35 degrees and mostly cloudy outside here in southeast ohio it is getting colder and colder as the days go by but that means it is time for the winter season it's time for basketball season and we kicked that off
3: on last tuesday but first joey how are you uh it's getting too cold for my liking connor yeah Uh, yeah i'm gonna be honest you know i get my car shivering now i don't appreciate it but um other than that i guess uh uh, school's been a little wild these past couple weeks, but, you know, we're still here to talk about sports for an hour. That's the, that's the beauty of, of this show.
2: And to lead off the show, it's always great to have him on, but Trevor Stevens joins us now. Trevor, how are you doing? I'm doing good. So, Trevor, you know, big, big weekend for the Bobcats the past weekend with the you know, Fighting Illini and Ohio women's basketball team knocking off Notre Dame. Uh, we get to Tuesday, and uh, the... The Athens Bulldogs, you know, a team that they have struggled against in the past. Um, they were down a couple players, but Athens uh, was not able to keep up the momentum here in Athens County to uh, you know, really take it to Warren.
1: Plus, plus one's been good year in and year out. They went to the district tournament. They went to the Convo last year and finished district running up Plus, that coach has had success against Athens year in and year out. Yeah, it seemed like it, and one of the big key pieces
2: that they were able to do was take out Braden Whiting from this ball game because Whiting just finished with six. He was averaging, you know, north of twenty so far in the first two games.
1: Yeah, he was averaging twenty-four points after game twenty-five in the opener, twenty-four in the loss to one Kansas Liberty, and somehow six points in that one game makes no sense. And If Athens wants to win games, they have to rely on him and basically it's three guys. It's Jacob Sayers and Derek Welch who have basically those three guys have led the team in points, rebounds, and like steals. So if Athens wants to have success, it's going to be on those three guys this year.
2: Well, I also think the addition of Will Matters back into the starting lineup because he was able to get healthy and he was able to get going uh, a little bit in that game on Tuesday. Of course, when you're coming back from an injury, uh, it's never easy just to jump right back into game action, especially with everything that's happened this year. Uh, but I'd, I'd definitely say that the Bulldogs can, can count on Matters moving forward this year too.
1: Yep, especially if what he did in game one. So he had 10 points and 7 rebounds, so... If he for just one game, so it's basically what he was doing last year, but a little
2: bit more. And for the Bulldogs, they've got you know Gallia Academy coming up uh, tomorrow, and you know it would be good to see you again because I haven't, uh, we haven't actually seen each other in person, but uh, against Gallia Academy, that's another team that you know, Athens has to be wary of. Yep, and
1: the Gallia beat Meg, but just reading through Gallia, it seems like they struggled out of the gate. And then they scored to make it a close game. And then they went on an 11 minute stretch, like a quarter and a half, without allowing Megs to score. So I can't tell if, if Megs is down or if Gallia can't, if Gallia is similar to Megs. Because that score and the fourth quarter was different, but most of it, it seemed like both of those teams struggled when they played each other.
3: Char, my question kind of. Uh... You know what do you view as the ceiling for this for this Athens team this year? Because in the past couple of years we've we've always talked about in the off how many guys that they've lost, but they've always been able to uh, kind of reload in that sense and then still be able to compete at the top of the conference. Is that the same situation this year? Obviously bring Whiting back. He was one of your best players on the team last year that uh, won their section and went to the combo. Also won a share of the conference title. Do they have the uh, the other guys around him this year or? Is it, in your mind, kind of a step-back type of year?
1: From what I was going NS this year is after losing the senior class last year. I thought this would be a step-back. But mm-hmm. with the transfer, Welsh, and Braden Wright in playing at the level he is, Athens could push for a conference championship and, and go into Logan with a winning record and try to compete there, trying to win the sectional. Get back to the comet. This team, if they stay healthy and out of COVID, and we don't know what the March is going to bring like with the tournament. So you never know. But I think Athens will have a higher seed based on the success that we have seen so far, despite the two losses to highly linked teams or highly good teams. You
2: know, and talk a little bit about Derek Welsh because he is a a, a kind of new face on this team. Uh, transferring in from last year, I, I think that he played exceptionally well uh, against a very good Warren team on Tuesday.
1: I know that he played in Tennessee, like when he was down in Tennessee, he played his freshman year and sophomore year, and he played summer ball. So he was playing at a little bit higher level than what Southeast Ohio is, but just like football, Southeast Ohio kids can play back on the back of the court, too.
2: Absolutely, and you know I was impressed by him. Uh, and of course, you know even uh, you know, Shane McDavid was making a couple nice, nice, blue, uh, nice moves, nice plays. Uh, might not have shown up on the stat board entirely, but you know it was a, a full team effort to try to you know keep that game close. Uh, and it will have to be a full team effort, you know, moving forward uh, because the Bulldogs again, you know, they got Galley Cannery, They're uh, away at Circleville, and then they host Jackson uh, for the next couple games coming up. So it does not get easier. Moving forward,
1: yeah, especially the one thing I want to point on is the turnovers. Athletes had 21 the other night. That has to, they have 60 on the end, three or three games. So, just like football, you have to limit turnovers and make three throws in basketball to keep yourselves in
3: the game. So, uh, looking, you know, so early on in the season, and, you know, we didn't really get to do a, a preview type of show because of, uh, when the Thanksgiving holiday kind of fell, and so many question marks on when the season was going to start, but this TVC Ohio this year seems kind of wide open at this point. Is there a team that you know
1: seems to be, you know, just a little bit ahead of the pack? I would say going into the season, it was either going to be, uh, Athens or Alexander because of their, because of their new coach, mm-hmm. but with Alex down, it seems like. Megs has struggled because they lost, they, they lost to Gallia County kind of, and struggled in that game. And, but River Valley 2-0, so they normally don't have much success down right. there. Right, right, And I have not seen Nelson Rail play, so Vinton County would be my answer. Vinton County, with their returning in the coast, but I heard that they were down this year.
2: After losing the seniors from last year. Yeah, and then, of course, um, you know, got to take a look at Alexander, too, and, you know, see what they can do. Uh, new coach for them and, um, you know, figure out what this TVC Ohio looks like. And on the other side for the TVC Hawking, uh, of course, we haven't seen Trimble yet. Their game at Miller was canceled. Uh, and the game of the week will be, I think, I mean, where, where are you going, Joey? You got the. Uh, uh, Nelsonville, York at Southern game tomorrow. Is that where, you're, where you and Brad are going? That's the one. So, uh, you know, taking a look at the Hawking side. I mean, we got Southern tomorrow. We've got the Ohio with, with Nelsonville, York. I think that's probably going to be a win for uh, for NY. But, you know, it it's, seems like it's going to be a, a competitive season this year.
1: I don't follow much of the Hawking since I'm more of the Athens in the TVC and cover most of the TVC. But it seems like. Trimble has had that success. They went to Conwell last year, but Federal Hawking made the Conwell too. So I have to say based on last year and what people have been saying, it's, it's going to be those two again.
2: Right, right. And, uh, you know, Hawk did lose to Morgan. Um, and then Trimble's next game, at least on the schedule, will be at Eastern. And then, um, you know, we, uh, we look forward to, to those games. But... You know, the big game coming up this weekend, of course, is Ohio uh, football. And with Bobcat football, I mean, it, it doesn't get bigger in this year than Ohio versus Buffalo because this game has championship, uh, you know, contention right here. If Buffalo wins, they're going to the Mid-American Conference
3: championship well, game. If hell, Ohio, oh, if well, Buffalo wins, okay. If, Bu- I thought- <laughs> if, Buffalo,
2: if Buffalo wins, they're going.
3: If gotcha. they yes, lose to
2: Ohio, Ohio still has to go against Kent State. But if Kent State, uh, they, they just had their, their game uh, canceled this past weekend and then against Miami. Miami has been eliminated from the Mid-American Conference Championship contention. Uh, so then Ohio would have to have uh, another win, back-to-back wins against Buffalo and Kent State. But if, you know, Kent State can't go, I mean, it comes down to this game right here. Yes,
1: it's, that's the scenario. I think because of Ohio wins. and cannot play next week. It's something to do with winning percentage because we would would play only played four. When we would play four games, and they and Buffalo would play five, and Buffalo will have one loss, and we only have one loss. Right. So tiebreaker, but with the number of games that won't matter, so it goes down to winning percentage. Actually, this year, Trevor. Uh, they're
3: taking away the win percentage aspect. If you have the same amount of wins as a team or the same amount of loss as a team, it goes to the head-to-head between the two teams.
1: Okay, then that, then this is where uh, the head-to-head in to play.
3: Yeah, yeah. So yep. if Ohio is able to win and then pick up a win next week, if they're able to play Kent State, I know they're having uh, coronavirus problems right now. That's why they can't play the game with Miami. But, you know, this game, if you win, you put yourself in a situation, you win, and then you're in... The Mike title game. Now it's a uh, very tall task, Trevor. I'm sure you, you've noticed because, well, this Buffalo team uh, seemingly scores every time they touch the football.
1: Especially with their running back. is The math on the MacMan main account said yeah. that they, he should be up and running for the Heisman. A, the Mac highlight video together is Colin Heisman launcher.
3: Yeah, I mean, he scored 12 touchdowns in two weeks, has over 800 yards <laughs> in the same amount of time. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, Obviously presents a big problem. It's to the point where, and Connor, you weren't on the show Tuesday, but we were talking to JL. It's like if you hold him to 150 yards, you feel accomplished. Like that, that you'll be able to take that because he's not running, you know, for 10 yards of carry against you. Because I mean, at this point, holding him to just around 100, 120 yards. I mean, that's a a below average performance for him.
1: Not to bring up bad memories, but. Rusted Michigan's running back last year was in the same position. He uh-huh. led the Mac in touchdowns
3: and rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And then Ohio stopped him. He had to pause his performance until he beat us on the first play in overtime. I to say, they didn't stop the pass very well in that game, though. So that, uh, that led to some
2: issues. Yeah, but, of course, with uh, with Ohio and, and Buffalo this weekend, it will be a, a blackout game. They got their... uh. You know, I guess featuring the black uniforms for for Ohio and you know, trying to bring up a little bit of hype because it is that this is the biggest game, and if they win, you know, and Kent State can't go, you're going to the Mid American Conference championship game, which would be huge,
3: man. I, it's just a shame. But it's a huge task I guess it but it's also a shame because it's obviously here, right at Peden and. You know, if you just on a if you had a Saturday afternoon game, where if you win, the chance of the MAC title go up increasingly. God, that would have been a a great atmosphere to sit and watch a game in. I think a lot of students would have turned up for that one. But unfortunately, you know, due to what's going on, it's uh, you know kind of an advantage Buffalo there, not having to deal with a potential big crowd for uh, Ohio. And
1: this would also be a midweek game since it's past October if it was a normal year. That's true. Yeah. ever Saturday because. Conference rules normally play midweek from November and December. Normally,
2: November in the championships, the first weekend in December. So, this year, in the past, it's usually championship weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's all weird and out of sorts, uh, especially since you had to postpone to the start of the season and just do a six week uh, regular season uh, schedule for for Ohio and and the Mid American Conference. Um, But I'll also talk to you about this year, Trevor. Did you see that the Big Ten is willing to change their rules if Ohio State is ineligible for the Big Ten championship game? <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, they and are. Nebraska's gonna be upset if, because Nebraska <laughs> the, they played a part about that they wanted to play Tennessee Chattanooga. The Big Ten rejected that, and the, the Nebraska even said in the court last year against it. That by doing this, you're not only hurting us; you're hitting the rest of the conference. It's only because of, they they want the money from the CFP by having the team in.
2: All right. I mean, even if you don't have any teams in there, right? As long as you're a Division One team, that you're going to get some kind of money. But obviously, if your team is in there, you're going to get a whole lot more
1: money. Yep. But you so know, who's going to? So no, Who's going to win the losers' game between Ashland? Akron and Bowling Green this weekend. The uh, two, two worst teams in the conference. Akron has a 21 game losing streak. Bowling out. Green, we still cannot play. Plus, they still have players out.
3: Plenty. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Akron.
1: Yeah, I'm with Joey here. I'm going Akron. I think
3: they snapped the streak. I think it's the week. Bowling Green has missing like 20 guys because of uh, they, well, they got some, they got a situation going on up there. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, half
1: were, yeah, half were suspended. The other half were COVID. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's tough up there. Akron, uh, they've showed some fight at times this year. Of course, we know they kept the Ohio game fairly close. So, you know, Trevor, I would say the Zips are going to snap that uh, that 21-game losing streak this weekend.
1: Back, it's at that Akron and Akron's the favorite, right? It's
3: minus three. Oh, my goodness. When's the last time they were favored in a game?
1: I'm not sure. Probably when they were winning games. <laughs>
3: Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably been a long time. I mean, because not only until... Because not only have they lost their last 21, but until the Ohio game, they had lost their... Every game of that losing streak, they also lost against the... uh, Or they had lost uh, 12 games straight against the spread as well.
2: Yeah. Um, This It's they're they're not a good team Akron's just uh they they have to I think they snap the streak but I mean just for the streak to get for it this long that's you know that that tells you a little bit of something about I I
3: think the program will go and get better next year. it starts with one baby you get get off the snide and all of a sudden yeah I mean you got to get better you do but uh 21
2: lose game losing streak that's uh that's a lot, but I, I think Akron does does win it this weekend, and I do think they, uh, you know, like I say, get off the snide. But, uh, Trevor, what else you got for us? Anything else before we let you go? No, I don't think so. Well, then, sounds good, and uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, and we'll see if we can get uh, yeah, our, our audio on the uh, on the Bulldog live stream as, as you guys look to set that up. Yep. But it would be cool, and, uh, you yeah, know, we'll see you then. Thanks, Trevor. Again, that was Trevor Stevens, the Athens Statistician. Always great to have him on the program. We'll go for a short break right here in the Sports Fan. And on the other side, you know, talk a little bit more about the Mid-American Conference. That's a big game coming up on Saturday and other uh, scores and stats. Plus, uh, you know, baseball's uh, making a couple moves. Reds made a couple moves, but we'll, we'll see. NBA, too. LeBron James signs an extension the next day. Anthony Davis does, too. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. it's a calling that's kept us free it's a place to belong what's the calling being a member of the air force reserve it's doing a job that makes a difference serving your community and your country it's part-time service where the impact is full-time what's your calling air force reserve to find out about local job opportunities with the air force reserve at wright patterson air force base or youngstown air reserve station call 800-257-1212 or go to afreserve.com sponsored by the air force reserve and aired in cooperation with the ohio association of broadcasters and this station
0: Project Rise. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH.
2: It's a Sports Fan right here at 970 and 97.1 FM. Nelson the mic alongside Joe Minora. again, up until 7 o'clock, we just heard from yeah. Trevor Stevens. And again, it's always great to hear from him. Big game this weekend. Bobcats, Bulls, inside Peden Stadium. And I guess I get to be... I'm a little bit lucky here because I, I was able to work my way into the game. I got to work the game, uh, but it's always great to actually take it in and see it. But you're not going to like where I am. I, I I'm up top on top of the press box outside, so I got to be standing
3: in the Hold freezing up, uh, cold. You're going to be at the game on su- Saturday. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So I got to watch it by myself. Well, I, you could
2: listen to it. I mean, I'm sure Russ will talk with you. Why will you be up there? Uh, they needed somebody for what? Top cam, and they got they suckered you in. Yeah, I mean, listen, you get to go inside. When was the last time that you were in a, a sporting
3: event? I'm like, hey, I'll do it. You're not in a sporting event. You're on the roof of a press box, freezing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, it we're will be freezing. There. So when the top cam's a little shaky, you know, Connor's up there shivering. Yeah. Because uh, it's gonna be cold outside. Listen, I gotta find the gloves. I gotta find. I know where the boots you better are. Better find a lot more than gloves, my friend. You're. Let's, I could always go like the, the uh, Noah it's Wolf. It's a high of 39. I could go with the Noah Wolf scarf.
2: You know, kind of. I don't know if anybody would know that reference, but he would always have a, a scarf around his neck, and he'd always be uh, doing stuff. He's calling games for Iowa State now. Uh, Iowa State women's basketball. They did a couple stuff, uh, a couple things here with the athletics. But uh, again, you know, it is a big, big game coming up this weekend. Oh, they're calling for rain, my friend. You are. are... <laughs> yeah, this is uh, you. Wow. I, I got to, um yeah, a, a umbrella. Maybe a poncho, poncho, winter jacket, gloves, hand warmers. It, just figuring out a way to stay and warm. And prayers.
3: Yeah. What did you say maybe the high was? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine.
2: What's 39 the low? Thirty-nine.
3: Raining. What, twenty-five? What's... But I mean, you're in the afternoons. So you don't want to worry That's about true. that. Well, maybe by the end of the game. Yeah, and it's gonna. It normally
2: gets colder by the end. Yeah, get some of the hand warmers. Right. I think I have some, maybe. Uh, but the big task that Ohio is going to be faced with coming up this weekend is, of course, finding out a way how to stop Jarrett Patterson because Patterson cannot run for 409 yards and eight touchdowns, and you expect to win the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, he can't. If you contain him, I think they will be okay. But if outside of that, I don't know. And what does the quarterback? I mean, there's a lot of questions with Ohio right now. Can you stop Patterson? Can you figure out a way, like, what about Armani Rogers? I mean, did you guys talk about Rogers on Tuesday? Yep. And uh, he'll be the starting quarterback, I anticipate, coming up on Saturday. That is what the
3: reports are.
2: So even even with that, you know, you got to figure out, you know, what's, uh, what does Armani Rogers look like starting from, from game start to game end? I hope he throws more than three, cause I, I just want to see
3: him. I mean, what did the have something to say about that too? No,
2: just not with really. Three passes.
3: No. I mean, again, they were up 52 to 10. He didn't have to come in and throw the football,
2: and I get it. But I would have liked to see him at least get that game time. Management,
3: get the game time practice. Let's just do a couple this play week, action passes. This week is the first time all season. He has known from the beginning of the week to the end that he is a starting quarterback. He's taken all the snaps with the first team. He knows that it's his game. He doesn't have to play tight worrying that if he makes one wrong read, he's gonna get yanked out for somebody else. So, you know, obviously I don't think he's a superior of the two throwers, but he is the superior athlete of the two players. Uh, the run game opens up a lot when he's out there because you have to account for not only Tuggle, who's been an animal this year in his own right, uh, you know, just tough, you know, tough bar has been set in the Mac running back discussion by Jared Patterson. But, uh, you know, he's averaging over 100 a game himself, you know, and the lanes really open up when Armani gets in there because they have to, you know, account for him running the ball as well. And then, you know, once you do that, once they come up, creep into the box, that's when you can hit the play action, and hit the shots down the field when you need to. Now, I think the key to this game for Ohio is going to be controlling the clock, You know, running the ball, extremely effective, keeping the defense on the sideline, keeping that, that Buffalo offense on the sideline as well, try to take away a couple possessions from them by just controlling the game, and you got to finish drives with touchdowns. You're not going to beat this Buffalo team kicking field goals. Uh, you have to have it in your mind every time you step on the field that they, we got to put it in the end zone because the Buffalo team – they will, and you know Ohio's defense has been uh, Ohio's defense has been playing better throughout the year, and they only allowed 16 points a game. But they haven't faced an offense quite like this yet this year. I mean, Central Michigan they've had a pretty good offense, and you know I would say Connor since the second half of that Central Michigan game, the defense has actually been pretty played pretty well. They force uh, turnovers when they have to. They've come up with some big stops late in games like the Akron game. Um, but it's just too tall of a task to try to say, all right, hold this Buffalo team to. This- you know, 10, 17, 20 points because, you know, they score touchdowns every time they're on the field, it seems like.
2: Well, Buffalo's been scoring about 50 points per game. Not about. They are. They are. (laughs) They are, I mean, to be exact, 50.8. So if you want to round up 51, but not to get cute. That's enough. It's enough points. That's more than enough to win win football games. Uh, Bobcats are holding opponents to only 16 points per game. So it's a good defense against a really good
3: offense. Well, we can't, well, you know. Well, all right. So Akron and Bowling, Bowling Green—they
1: Green.
3: held those two to ten, which what yeah. you should do if you're in the position of Ohio of trying to make a MAC championship game. But let's not forget, you know, the first game of the year. They—they, uh, uh, they, the, I think the most troubling thing is they've given up an 100-yard rusher in every game this season, and two of those games are against teams that you know don't have exactly the most potent offenses. And, well, if you look at the numbers right there, this Buffalo team averages 323 yards on the ground. They're not a team that, uh, you know, lets you dictate what they do. They're going to come out and run the football. And until you stop it, they're going to keep doing it. They've proved in the last couple games they've had over 300 yards rushing. They had over 400 yards, I think, actually, excuse me, over 500 yards rushing last week against Kent State, who was supposed to be, in many's eyes, the second-best team in this division moving, uh, at this, at that point of the season. And I think a lot of people expected that to be a somewhat of a close game. Uh, but I mean, they gave up 70 points. Um, yeah, I mean this Buffalo team can put them up in bunches and that's why I think it's really important. And I think it is helpful that Armani is the quarterback this week because I think it's just going to help them establish a run game early. Cause I mean, you know, this defense has not been a strong suit of this, of this Buffalo team by any means i mean they're giving up over 400 yards a game they give up what 40 or something to kent state yeah no i mean but when you can score 70 it doesn't matter (laughs) right but yeah. yeah no but no they they have definitely given up some points throughout the year this year i mean it was 70 to 41 last week their week one win against niu was 49 to 30 niu has doesn't have a very impressive offense this year uh and, of course, you know, there are other games. They did stop Miami 42-10 and gave up 17 to Bowling Green. That was a 42-17 game. Um, but I think Ohio has enough. We've talked about it on the show this week. They seem to have this team's number over the past few seasons. And, uh, you know, hopefully that confidence that, that this group of upperclassmen, juniors and seniors who have been used to the success against Buffalo, they can, they can keep that going. And, you know, one thing, uh, you know, with, with Frank Solich is sure they've had a couple of disappointing losses in these past couple of years, but, you know, they always play up to their competition, it feels like. You know, in the bowl games, they always come out looking good, you know, in their matchups against Buffalo and games they have to win. So hopefully that, that, that trend continues uh, this week coming up, although it does look like uh, quite a tall task because this Buffalo team, I mean, they're receiving votes to be ranked. I mean you gotta think if they come out and stomp Ohio they might they might find themselves in the in the top twenty
2: five. Listen, whenever you're rushing for you know on average, right, on average, three hundred plus yards per game, you're gonna get some some top twenty five looks, even if you know, regardless of what your competition is, if you're running that ball that efficient,
3: you're gonna get a couple looks. And I mean the one game they didn't, they still ran for two oh five, but Patterson was, you know, held 20 rushes, 73 yards, he still had two touchdowns. He was under four yards of carry. Um, the troubling thing about that is even when a team like Miami, who clearly sold out to to slow him down, you know, Kyle Vantry's drop back was 17 to 27. He threw for 353 and four touchdowns. So I mean, they've shown that while yes, they do want to run the football and they're a run first team, they if they have to drop back and throw it, they can dice you up that way as well.
2: Yeah. And that's what makes Buffalo dangerous. They have a quarterback who can throw accurately, throw for 300-plus yards.
3: But, I mean, good, and like, then, yeah, their running back has rushed for more yards than their quarterback has passed for.
2: And that's insane. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's insane.
3: In this day and age, yes, very. Think Patterson's going to get any NFL looks? Absolutely.
2: I mean, just with his performance in the short season, I mean, I mean his he's stock rushed- has had a... He's right. rushed
3: for nine or twenty yards in four games. I don't care who you're playing against. I mean, he's putting up numbers that aren't you know you just don't see in college football.
2: It's almost like Derrick Henry-esque,
3: right? The uh, running back for Titans. Yeah, except he's not you know, you know six three like Derrick Henry. He's a <laughs> 5'9", 195 pounds. He's just a I don't you know he just. So, what a better a comparable, better
2: comparable uh, player would be someone like Saquon Barkley, maybe. Is that a more uh, fair comparison? Like if, if you were to compare Patterson
3: to somebody here. I, right? I, I can't I can't really give you one right now. I mean, this. So he's there kind of his own are, guy. Yeah. I mean, how many guys on top of your head can you name that you know have scored eight touchdowns in a college football game? Not a whole lot. I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can't name one. Exactly.
2: I mean, Joe had what, seven? That's past Last year? passing well yeah Pat. I'm going total I'm, total touchdowns I don't know but the the tear that Patterson has been on over this season has been it's one you don't see yeah, very often it's fun to watch and you don't want to watch it on Saturday because now now that's your team that that has to go and you know devise up a defense to get them to you know, to hold them to about 150 or lower may you know, I don't know if you win the game if you hold them 150 or lower but you got a fight and shot if you give up 200 plus rushing yards to to Patterson and he you know has two three touchdowns I don't know if you can win that ball game but if you hold him to 150 or less I think that at least gives you a fight and shot and let's see how they do on the uh you know pass defense too because like you said man, Treese can slice up a defense through the air he's thrown for 300 yards before this season.
3: Yeah, I mean so. it's obviously been you know not as common, so what I think your plan has to be you got to you got to load the box and still have to stop the run early, and then force them into situations. You know if you force, you know they run the ball on first and second down, you're able to force them into third and nines, third and eights, third and tens. And so secondary's been pretty good this year, and I think those situations favor them. If you're as able to you know you know bust up Patterson early, and uh, you know make it a bruising game but you got to sell out to stop the run early because if he gets going, I mean, they're going to keep feeding him and he just seems to get stronger and stronger and stronger as the game goes on. And, uh, you know, if you get into a point where he kind of gets into his zone where, you know, he's, I mean, he averaged 10 yards of carry last week and the guy doesn't lose yards ever. He's always going forward, falling forward. He's a north-south runner, straight downhill. Uh, he's explosive. And, uh, you know, if you let him get going... It's going to be a long, a long, long game, and uh, we won't be talking about the MAC championship possibilities. Very long.
2: No. But then again, you know, Ohio's got a pretty talented running back on their side too. They do. I mean, Demontre Togo, I thought that he was the number one running back potential last year, and he's proven it out here this year. I mean, what he's been able to do in this short period of time—it's not Patterson level. You know, he's not rushing for 409 yards, but he's definitely. Yeah, if not the second best, uh, he is a, a top running back in the Mid-American Conference Absolutely, he's, I mean, Patterson.
3: He, he might even be number one if Patterson isn't here next year. I mean, in his own right, he's rushing for 134 a game right. with six touchdowns, 7.6 a carry. He's got over 400 yards in, in just three games. I mean, he's having a heck of a season in his own right. I mean, he showed his explosiveness in that first game with the kickoff return for a touchdown. He's a very good talent as well. It is a... It's a lot of talented running backs involved in this game. Um, and it's going to be who can win the rushing battle. I think, because as I mentioned, you know, we're going to see a lot more of that read option now that Rodgers is going to be the guy taking over the offense. And I really do think, you know, the fact that he is going to be the guy all week, he's going to know he's starting. He's not going to have to worry about getting pulled. If he makes a bad play, he knows that, you know, the keys are in his hands. It's time for him to drive the vehicle all by himself throughout the game. And, uh, you know, hopefully the training wheels come off a little bit. They open up the offense for him. His one touchdown pass to Lorman last week was pretty impressive. Dropped it in a bucket. So, you know, hopefully he just keeps that up. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see him throw the ball more than three times to Connor's delight over there. Well, I just want to see him throw the ball. I mean, you're blowing Bowling Green out. you know. Right? So why do you need to throw the ball?
2: Practice. I don't know. Well, I'm... He's got it during the week. It's yeah, he could practice. It was a game-time situation. I just find it funny. In the three games that Ohio has had, he's only had the opportunity to throw the ball three times apiece. Two for three, two for three, two for three. I mean, what are the odds of that? I guess once you drop the ball, it can't can't pass anymore. But, no, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do. Um, you know, Knowing he's going to be the starting quarterback from day one of this week, let's see what they look like. You know, I think consistency at the quarterback position is gonna be key. And if Armani Rogers can, you know, solidify that position, see what he can do against Buffalo. I'm excited for him. See if Demontre Tuggle rises up to the challenge, see which
3: running back ends up with the most yards at the end of the game. Now, I bet the say, I mean, I bet you DeMontre Tuggle is listening to, you know, everybody across, you know, all platforms talk all week about wow, this guy Jared Patterson has been an absolute monster. But, uh, you know, don't overlook Demontre Tuggle. What he's done this year has been quite impressive. And, you know, we talked about preseason that uh, he was going to kind of be, you know, part of the the, the, three-man rotation that they had last year with O'Shawn Allison, Julian Ross, and him. And he was kind of more the third down type back and the two-minute drill guy who came in. But, I mean, there's no reason not to make sure he gets the ball 20, 25 times in this game. And he's kind of rose above. I mean, early on in the season, Allison and Ross were both banged up and you know tuggle was was the guy, and he's proven that he can handle the workload just fine and it's probably exceeded some expectations I would say uh but I'm sure he's been listening all week about you know there's one running back in these matchup that everybody's talking about, but they're forgetting you know Ohio's got a guy in their own right who uh you know rushes for one thirty a game, and you know that's that's nothing to that's nothing to sneeze at either. And he's got to be a big part if Ohio's going to come up and, you know, I'd I call it a bit of an upset at this point. I mean, they're ten they're over 10-point underdogs at home. Right. So if they're going to pull this thing off, he's going to have to be a key component. A Tuggle, Armani Rogers, and the rest of the crew,
2: let's see what they can do. You know, season's a weird year anyway. Might as well throw it all... Uh, throw everything in the kitchen sink at them. Right. You know, because what else do you got to lose? I don't think you got anything at the end of this year, whether you win or lose, you know, you're at least going to finish with a 500 record. And if you win, but I mean, if if you don't have a game against Kent state next week, then at least you finish with the 500 record. I don't know what the situation with Kent state is going to be. Uh, I'd hope that that game gets played because you never want to see, you know, cancellations like you've seen them this year. Um, but you know, you win, put yourself in a very good position, and uh, that means that you're you're going to be the better team. I think where the Bobcats, are. if they win, I think are a better team than where they were in week number one because God, if yeah, they, they win
3: and then they can't beat Kent State, Western, oh well, yeah, it's coming off coming off of uh, you know coronavirus and all that, and gave up 70 points to Buffalo. I you know I don't want to speak that into existence, but no. Yeah, I mean they got enough of a, enough to worry about this week to look f- have to even begin to think about looking forward to anybody else. Uh, I just want to go in there and give them a good game. You know they were able to go up there and beat them in overtime last year. They stomped them two years ago when they came here. Um, I don't I don't see that happening again. Um, I think this Buffalo team is way better all around than that team back in 2018 who uh, ended up going to go into lose in the MAC championship game. But uh, this is a legit team that's uh, that's marching in here. But I think Solit's going to have the guys ready, and they're going to give them a heck of a game. Well, let's see it. Let's hope for it. 3.30 coming up on
2: Saturday. And, of course, we are the flagship station with the Ohio Bobcats, WXTQ Power 105. That's a sister station, the station you're listening to now, 970-WATH. We'll take a short break. 740-592-6646. 740-592-6646. The number to call in. Be a part of the Sports Fan. We'll be right back. This is the sports Fan presented by JNK k Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM. W-a-t-h. The better than any alarm post-morning workout reward gets you through the this-could-have-been-an-email-meeting meal is yours at McDonald's. Mix and match two of your breakfast favorites, like the crispy chicken biscuit, crispy chicken McGriddles, or sausage McMuffin with egg for just
1: $4, only at McDonald's. ba da ba Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Get
0: the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM. W.A.T.H. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH.
2: Back inside for the Sports Fan right here on the 97s of WATH. Mills on the mic alongside Joe Medora. And we got you for about 13 more minutes right here on WATH. As I was scrolling through and taking a look at the other stories across the day today, right? The one that pops out to me. And it's just going to be a short. I don't want to go off on a big tangent on this, but we'll have to bat it off the air. But the head coach of the New York Jets, (laughs) Adam Gase, has said, and, quote, he has not done enough to help Darnold grow. That is not shocking to me whatsoever
3: because he has not grown Uh, under Adam Gase at all. I mean, you would think a coach that makes multi-millions a year um, in a job – that there's only 32 out in the world. This guy's basically sitting up here and admitting he doesn't do his job. And nothing ever. No, there is Lennon coach the rest of the season. Uh, Adam Gase, man. At this point, you might as well because you're not playing for anything. I'm not sure you coach a high school team at this point. All right. I think Gase has a
2: little bit more competence than to to coach high school or maybe even uh, college somewhere. But he's not an NFL coach. And it's getting almost to that. Yeah, I mean, he's getting to that point to where maybe Zach Taylor isn't an NFL coach, too. I mean, with the way that things went down in Miami with Gase,
3: I was surprised that he got another head coaching position. The Jets played him twice a year and said, you know what? This I is like what guy. that guy's doing down there in Miami. Right,
2: and I don't think this was a Joe Douglas pick. I mean, that, w- that would have been a, uh, the new general manager for the uh, Jets, uh, but, but for Cincinnati... You know, there's a little, like I said earlier on this year, there's a little bit more optimism, especially when, you know, Joe comes back in healthy. He did have a successful surgery today to uh, repair the tear that happened in the game against Washington. That's nice right. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I try to work. It. That was just an unconscious mm-hmm. you know, work, yeah, work yeah, that in there. Yeah, flowed nicely there. But still, so if, once Joe gets back healthy, I think the Bengals are going to be all right. Obviously, it's not going to be this season hopefully he's healthy and ready to go um, by the start of next season but the big thing uh, about it was you know with the way that things were this year he didn't get the amount of time uh, to practice with his teammates he didn't get to you know experience you know the the training camp in the beginning of the year now i think things worked out well all the way up until washington but again one of the big things that he said helped him down at lsu was having that full off season to prepare Know the rest of his team, have them all on the same page, and really, you know, shine. I mean, they were the best collegiate football team. I, I mean, it's they're one of the top, I'd say top five, right? Yeah, they, they may be
3: one of the. I mean, they, they you could can make be,
2: an argument of the best ever. Yeah, with the way that they did. You know, maybe we can go back, reevaluate it after five, ten years, so it's not so recent. But. You know, with all the stats and stuff that, that happened and all the awards that, that LSU won last year, I'd, I'd say that they were a top you know either number one or definitely top five team all time in college football. But I think that taking that mindset and hopefully he, he's healthy, hopefully he makes a full recovery, and when he is able to, having a full normal off season for him to get, you know, even more,
3: you know, comfortable with you know T Higgins well you know he's and, not going to be Mixon, I mean he's going to be rehabbing in the off season that's the problem he's not going to be you know well, how, what what's the timetable for him right now for an ACL tear I believe with all the damage that he had I saw 9 to 12 months so I could pull him out a, a full year from when the injury happened yes
2: yeah. yeah now I don't want them to rush it you know I, I would not want you know Cincinnati to be like, all right well you know, maybe they win a, a game or two without him early on next year. I'm like, well, if you get our franchise quarterback back, you know, why don't we just you know, throw him out there and, and have it happen? You know, number one, I, I hope that they take a high draft pick this year and, and get some protection. But number two, don't rush him back into it when he's ready. And I think that he would want to play, you know, probably before the doctors would clear him to play. I think if he could play right now, I think he would. But. Don't rush it. Take everything you know, day by day. Get it all fully healed, and hopefully, you know, freak injury doesn't reoccur. I mean, you never want to see a uh, a defender land on your leg like that. But you know, get it all uh, all smoothed out. One hundred percent. Then go out there and do it. Because if he rushes back, gets injured, uh, then Cincinnati's back where they are right now. It's not like they're going to draft another quarterback in this draft. I mean, if they get top two pick, it would be either Trevor Lawrence or or Justin Fields. I don't think they're going to get a top two pick with the way the Jacksonville and the Jets are going. But I think there'll be a nice lineman that you can pick out from Notre Dame or any of the other top collegiate programs out there. I mean, that's got to be either a pass rush or offensive line. I'd say the top two needs for Cincinnati at this time. You get one of those or both. I mean, you nailed it in the draft last year with Joe and T Higgins. Higgins is your best wide receiver this year. For early on in the year, it was Boyd. But even with, you know, Joe down last week, Higgins was your leading receiver. Now, last week's game, I mean, you really don't want to talk about last week's game. I mean, that was not a game to uh, to promote. But Full recovery. Best wishes, and if everything goes well, even call it a year. You
3: know, don't even, maybe he doesn't even play in the 2021 season. I mean, I have seen some analysts suggest that he just decide not to play all of next season as well. It might um, be the best thing. Yeah, I don't see him doing that, though. If he's going to be able to play again midseason next year, I mean, you're not going to tell him that he's not going to play. As
2: long as he's 100% healthy and everybody feels comfortable about it, then you got to go out there and, if he wants to, go out there and do it. But I would not be upset with him if he takes 2021 off, too, depending on how long the recovery takes. But if he's healthy and he's 100% ready to go, then I'd say it's up to him. But then it's probably going to be that you know, he, he would want to play. But he does miss out on that, that off season Then another, uh you know, Couple months to bond and and get to know these guys, and to to practice with them. But who knows? You I mean you might be even learning a whole new playbook by the end of the year.
3: It's true, <laughs> right? You'll have plenty of time to study up on it, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, Cincinnati. They uh, what do they got? Cowboys coming up this week. Dolphins. Dolphin. That's right.
3: Dolphins, and then the Cowboys. It's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Miami is in a point where, you know, the AFC is so congested that they got to keep winning to if they want to make the playoffs this year. Miami is a brutal schedule after this. They go Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. I do not feel bad for them. So uh, better win this one because the next four after that are going to be tough.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, if you win this one, you know, if, if you're the, the – uh, is Tula going to start – I or imagine, is it going to be Fitzpatrick? I don't, I don't know what they're doing down I, there with that situation. I thought he got injured. Is that, isn't that why he came out? When yeah. He got benched. He got injured. I mean, he also wasn't playing particularly well in that game, but I don't know. It's just a weird situation with what they're doing. But they protected him. I'll say
2: that without comment. You know, they, uh, before any severe injury could happen, you know, they they took out their, their franchise quarterback and put in uh Fitzpatrick.
3: So. That's right, and then all the people that uh kind of cried about him being bench in the first place could be happy again. Right. But uh Tua was limited in practice on Thursday. It's a thumb injury. Which isn't too bad. I mean you you, you missed maybe a couple of snaps. He is questionable to play.
2: And again, shouldn't uh shouldn't be too bad for him. Um We'll see, what they, uh, we'll see what happens there, but it's a, uh, I don't know, I, I, I got to go to Dolphins in this game if you're going to make a pick because we won't have a sports fan tomorrow. Duh. Probably. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, regardless if Tua plays or not, you got to imagine that the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, if Tua plays, they might win by a couple of touchdowns. If Fitzpatrick plays, he'll throw a pick or two. He'll keep it interesting. I'll, I would see like a 20-10 to 10 final score coming out of that game. But, yeah, no, the Dolphins, I mean, they, have, they still have everything to play for, playing for a playoff spot. AFC's tight right behind them. They've got the Colts, Ravens, and Raiders all still right behind them. So if you're dropping games to Cincinnati in uh, December when you're making a playoff push, uh, you know, you can't be doing that. No. Especially a, a Joe is Cincinnati, to say the least. And, again, I, I want to see Cincinnati
2: win. I just don't want to see them win now because now you got to go for the draft pick. I got to try to go. You're, not, you're probably again. You're not going to beat Jacksonville or the Jets. The Jets are, are a worse team than them this year. Jacksonville. I mean, I, it they could still.
3: I mean, it could still be close. They only got two losses or two wins rather. The Bengals. Well, I don't see the Jets getting two wins though. The I mean, Jets. That's fine. Jags yeah. had a win though. Jags have a win. So they pull. But out then a Cincinnati
2: also has a win over them, which if they finish with the head-to-head. Then that means that you know Jacksonville is going to get the higher draft pick. Yeah, I'll, than, I'll
3: take it back. Jaguars aren't winning. Yeah. <laughs> two games. They got the Vikings, Titans, Ravens, Bears, and Colts. And they're not even starting with Gardner Minshew. Who's their backup that they're going with? It's been uh, Lutton. Yeah. they Are going to keep him in the ball game? Well, Minshew's been hurt. That's why it's not. But been he's fully. Benching.
2: He's fully uh, healed. And they're still not going to start him. Interesting.
3: I don't know if they're just well, going to keep him on the side. I guess that means that they're definitely drafting Justin Fields. So, Ohio so? State fans, get ready. Your boy's going to Jacksonville. I mean... Unless the Jets botch it and draft him first over Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, that could happen. I, well, I guess it depends on if
2: Lawrence says, all right, I'm not going to play for the he's Jets. He's going to come out. This
3: Would you if want he's to a, No, but if you're a real competitor, it's just like, you know, same thing. I mean, Joe didn't have an option, but, you know, if a guy decides to do something like that, the whole story is, you know... People told Joe to deny going to Cincinnati. It's just like, these guys just want to play. They're competitors at the highest level. They don't care. Their mindset is they're going to go in somewhere and turn it around. So,
2: Yeah, and that's why they get drafted high, right? Get paid the, uh, the big bucks and that franchise around. But if they're able to do it, see if Trevor, whatever Trevor Lords can do over in, uh, in the Middlelands.
3: Full recovery to Joe, see what he can do down in Cincinnati. I mean, he's got teams scared to play him, according to his head coach. you got, you got to want to have a guy like that on your team. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's been the Sportsman right here on the 97s at WATH. CBS News at the top of the hour is next. Most likely no Sportsman tomorrow. we got Athens hosting Galley Academy and then Nelsonville, York at Southern. We'll see you on Monday. In our. Summer.